June surprises. That seems to be what the Supreme Court is up to now. I don't understand why they have to wait till the final days of June in order to give their most shocking revelations and rulings, but that's what they did here in the final week of June. So here we are the first week of July reacting to all of that as we get ready for the 4th of July. Sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Great, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, Bold Americans, to another week of episodes here on America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, on the America Out Loud Network. You can go to the network page, www.americaoutloud.com. Check out all my colleagues' work, as well as hear the radio shows on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, available on all of your favorite app store devices, through your phone, or through the internet. Let's get straight into it this week. First, we are in the month of July. Where is time going? The seventh month is already here of 2023. Before we know it, my God, it will be Christmas. We'll be there already. I'm excited because, uh, you know, the weather is warm. My ankle, while it's not really healing up from being broken, I've been in physical therapy and hopefully I'll make a couple trips to the beach here with my brace on and uh, see the Atlantic Ocean at some point. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully your vacations are going well. But I can tell you the Supreme Court, maybe they're on vacation now because they had quite a uh, liberal fury over their decisions at the end of last week. They took on three cases that stirred the pot of conversation. The first one I talked about on Friday with Chris Michaels, and that was the affirmative action at the college level. The second one was about whether a web designer would need to Uh, do work for uh, homosexual clients. And uh, they ruled with the web designer in that. We'll get more into that in just a few moments. And then the last one was about student loan forgiveness uh, with uh, Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness bill being struck down as unconstitutional, which means the $400 billion cannot be spent. I'm going to start there today on the show, and I'll work my way backwards to the affirmative action at college, although I believe that maybe in some way, shape, or form, these all kind of tie together, Uh, maybe not the middle one, but certainly the student loans in college does. It's timely, if you listened to my show last week about colleges closing, you heard me tell the story about Pell Grants, Pell Grants as well as guaranteed student loans. And on my TikTok page, which I'm now on TikTok doing videos regularly, so you can check that out, Uh, you can go to Greg Emboldened. Greg Emboldened is my handle on TikTok. I uh, made the point of saying that Pell Grants were guaranteed money, about $7,300, that people didn't have to pay back. Now, that grant money, guess what the colleges did? Now, I, I said this last week, but if you missed that show, a refresher. Anytime the grant money went up, college tuition goes up, which is a really good representation of anytime the government gets involved with free money, they screw up everything. They really do. And that will be an argument that I have for 
student loan forgiveness. Although I'm glad that the Supreme Court ruled the way they did, you're going to hear a very balanced, I hope, approach on the way that I'm thinking about it, more nuanced than my 60 seconds on TikTok. So the Pell Grants raise the tuition, and then we have student loans that are backed by the federal government. And you can't take out unlimited amounts of student loans. You have limits on how much money you're allowed to get. And that can be up to $12,500 annually for an undergrad or $57,500 total in federal student loans. So when individuals are saying to me, well, I have $180,000 in student loan debt. Well, is it student loans that were just the federal student loans or did you take out other loans with banks, private banks, private loans? And what were you majoring in? Were you majoring in a field that was going to pay you the immense cost of the college that you were going to? See, here in Delaware, we have uh, two options really for students uh, that are main ones. You get in-state tuition to go to the University of Delaware or Delaware State University, or you can go to a local community college. After that, they have Goldie Beacom College, which is a small liberal arts college that I've always just, it used to be a community college, but I've always been impressed that Goldie Beacom has been able to stay in business uh, just because their campus is not really that impressive. Um, Tuition-wise, they're not overly competitive um, for what they offer compared to that. Um, their graduation rate's really low. But anyway, if you want to go spend you know, $25,000 at Goldie Beacom College, and that's not with living on campus, and so at the end, you've spent $100,000 on your college education, and you're going to be a uh, philosophy major, well, that's up to you. Now, if you're going to go there and become a nursing major, and then a lot of these nursing fields, they'll actually pay part of your student loans. I'm not sure if you guys know that, but you can align with a hospital in order to have them pay in the healthcare industry, or you can align now in education, uh, which this started literally six months after I paid off my student loans. So I was very angry about this, but if you're working in certain school districts, uh, you may qualify to have your student loans forgiven uh, with payment that has been taken out of state budgets to go towards educators that are in high poverty schools. And so depending on what state you live in, that's a state by state thing, but there are careers that will help pay for your college education. But I also could have become a teacher had I went to Dell Tech, had I went to a local community college and going to a local community college would have saved people a ton of money in this country. But yet there's a stigma on it that people don't want to go to community colleges. Let me, let me tell you, 15 credits at a community college would cost you about $3,180 before any type of aid. That's on a average type of fee across this country. You're going to need a total of 120 credits in order to graduate. So about $6,000 a year for a total at the end of it of $18,000. Now it doesn't sound like all these people that are complaining about student loan debt forgiveness that needed the 400 billion that were coming out. See, yes, we were marketing to parents, my parents particularly, that college was absolutely essential. And the labor market was responding in kind by putting on to the job descriptions that you had to go to college in order to receive that job. But it was all really not 
completely upfront with everybody. Because those jobs likely I see now, the major banks, they're taking kids right out of high school. And those high school kids are making the same amount of money as the college graduates at the same point in time later on. So if you saw the writing on the wall and you were uh, proactive or your parents were like, you know what, you're going to community college, likely you're making out better than a lot of millennials that went to college during that same time period. Now, there's a couple of things that I feel bad about. And this is where I said, I want to provide balance here as we get to the Supreme Court's decision. Yes, inflation is hurting all of us. Imagine seeing college cost from 2001 when I went to college, where it was around $30,000 total to 2023, where it's about $54,000 total each year. That is a big increase over the course of 22 years. That all stated, you still have a choice to make about the major that you're going into and whether it's worthwhile. There needs to be a cost risk benefit assessment. And I would also say that a quick fix to a lot of this would be to finally get rid of Pell Grants and finally get rid of guaranteed student loans and force colleges to have to lower their tuition or fail. Yeah. Do we really need all the colleges that we have throughout this country? Um, could we, all right, could we find free college programs for people to go to in this country that would help make access to higher education even more equitable? I mean, think about YouTube for just a quick moment. Anything you want to learn at this point in time, there likely is a YouTube video for it. Think about the libraries that people have stopped going to. A collection of hundreds of thousands, if not millions upon millions of books written with knowledge that you can read to learn and apply. The mentors that are available out there. And then think about the college system where you're getting a very specific viewpoint from a professor, a very specific syllabi of which to study. And you can't tell me that we can't come up with something that might be federally funded as an option. You know, we put federal funds in the schools and I'm a limited government type of guy, but I think that there could be a better option. That all stated, here's why I support the six justices and their ruling against the student loans. First, anytime we print money out of thin air and we forgive debt like this, it's going to lead to inflation. So yeah, there's the fiscal conservative side of me that looks at the dollars and cents and not the human element of this. So eradicating $10,000 in debt from each individual that's earning less than $125,000 and $20,000 for those with Pell Grants, which was a lot of people, um, that right there would have raised our entire inflationary problems long-term. So I'm for the Supreme Court for understanding that, hey, this is going to be a financial issue, although that's not what the Supreme Court was understanding. That's not what they made their decision on either. Um, the other thing is watching, uh, Joe Biden talk about it. He says, my administration's student debt relief plan would have been the lifeline tens of millions of hardworking Americans needed as they try to recover from a once in a century pandemic. I don't believe it. I believe we are so far gone. It's a bandaid on a larger issue. It doesn't lower interest rates. It doesn't make the cost of homes less. It's simply a bandaid and a feel good. So Joe Biden can get out there in front of uh, the stump and say, look what I did for all your student loans. 
It was buying votes. It's kind of how I felt about Donald Trump and the stimulus checks, buying votes, putting his name on the bottom of all the checks. But there are liberals that are blowing up over this decision now. Uh, and here's my issue. <laughs> if you're going to now say that the court is illegitimate in their decision or that we can just go around the courts, what's the difference between Donald Trump saying that we have illegitimate elections and the Democrats saying we have an illegitimate court? Who's got the moral right or authority out of the two of them. I brought this up with Chris Michaels when we were talking about affirmative action on Friday. But it's really an important point to make when you have people like AOC that's out there with her large Twitter following stating that, hey, you know what? Uh, we'll try to find a workaround by this because everybody knows that this is a bunch of conservative judges that are screwing the little guy. Um, I'll have to pull up her exact tweet um, because I, I think that that's more important that you guys hear her words. Um, let me let me see. Uh, so she went after Justice Alito. She said Justice Alito accepted tens of thousands of dollars in lavish vacation gifts from a billionaire who lobbied to cancel the student loan forgiveness. After the gifts, Alito voted to overturn. The SCOTUS's corruption undercuts its own legitimacy by putting its rulings up for sale. That is a hefty allegation a hefty allegation by AOC against one of the justices. Now, this would support my show that I did several months ago, stating that the Supreme Court needs an ethics and standards. They need to agree upon some of this so that stuff does not go on anymore. Uh, that is very, very vital and important, which I, I don't see that getting addressed. And it's one of those areas where it pained me to agree with Elizabeth Warren, but I did that day. I said, Elizabeth Warren's got this right. And so if this is true, what she is saying about SCOTUS and Alito, that should be investigated and, and exposed. These votes should be based upon the ruling only. It should not be something that we have lobbyists in our Supreme Court. Now, she has also stated that the SCOTUS ruling does not remove Biden's ability to pursue student loan forgiveness. They'll just do it now under the Higher Education Act. <laughs> Good luck with that. Good luck with that because Speaker McCarthy's already coming back that they're going to be uh, looking at that very closely, make sure no laws are broken. Also, she uses the issue of there were $6 billion the Department of Education forgave to defrauded students. Yeah, they were defrauded by the government in many ways. All right. <laughs> That's the reason why. Uh, and you can't. <laughs> oh, God, she's she's a moron on this. Um, Sotomayor wrote to J Thomas, Justice Thomas, the three justices of color on this court graduated from elite universities and law schools with race conscious admissions programs and achieved successful legal careers despite having different educational backgrounds than their peers. All right, and that's going to go to the story coming up after the break here. Uh, but what we really need to look at in, in this tuition part before we get to affirmative action and eventually whether a web designer should have religious rights when being in business with one another, these rulings, we'll get to that in just a few moments. Um, yeah, I support the ruling on the basis of I don't feel that I should have to pay the bill. It wasn't fair. I paid my student loans, but I will admit and I will concede that, yes, there is a scam going on with college at this point in time and the government's complicit in it and the government should own that, that they helped drive up the cost 
But the problem is if the government owns that, then they have to admit that government has gotten too big and limited government is really the way to go. And the liberals will never say that out loud. And the rhinos will not agree to it either because they all love their spending. When we come back, I'll talk a little bit more about affirmative action and I'll talk about my reaction to having to uh, be able to do whatever you want to do as a business. Uh, you can serve whoever you want to serve and there's consequences for that. And I'll give you my reaction on that on the other side. Make sure you go and support all the different sponsors on the America Out Loud Network to help keep the lights on here at this show. Find me on Twitter at Real Greg Bolden on TikTok, Greg Emboldened, and we'll engage in conversation there. I'll be right back after this commercial break. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com. Seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show here on this lovely Monday, July 3rd. Glad that you're here with me. We're continuing the conversation I just want to talk about the student loans and wrap that thought process up before I get over to gerrymandering, get over to the affirmative action, as well as the LGBTQ ruling about discrimination or whether it is, uh, well, I guess whether it is discrimination or not and what the Supreme Court decided. Uh, first, there's no such thing as a free lunch. You know this. You know, you put your business card in and you get a free lunch. Guarantee you're going to be put through hell while you're eating that lunch. Uh, Timeshares, right? They, they go out on vacation. Well, come here and just do this and we'll give you a gift card. You're going to pay for that gift card heartily with your time and the way that you're going to be shook down. Well, no one was shaking down these individuals when they signed up for college. You know, if you're 18 years old, you go buy a car and you don't pay your car bill. What happens? They repo your car. 
So all of a sudden you can't just be like, well, sorry, nope, I wasn't really using this car anymore or the price of gas got super, super expensive. um, So I'm just not going to pay my bill anymore. Or I got in a car accident and I just decided I wasn't going to uh, drive the car anymore. So I stopped paying the bill. It doesn't work that way. When you take out a loan in this country, you pay back your loans. Think of it like Game of Thrones. A Lannister always repays their debts. You are a Lannister when you go to college. Now, I get the fact that things have gotten really out of control, but hey, let's be honest here. It's gotten under control largely underneath a Democrat president, Joe Biden. Gas rates have gone through the roof. Uh, The upending of executive orders from Donald Trump has raised the cost of living. So, you know, when you go to the vote here, Uh, not that I really can even tell you, you're going to have a good choice to vote for president and policies and everything, but maybe you might want to try getting Republicans or the libertarian party or the green party or somebody that's not an RD at sometimes a chance this election to make different decisions for you. But when it comes to whether or not you have to pay for this, yes, you do. All right. So let's get into the other court case that came down about gerrymandering. Um, and that was the redistricting and whether or not it was fair elections. Uh, do you get to choose who represents us? I, I like to always say we're a republic, not a democracy, but we are a democratic republic, meaning we elect our officials to represent us so that way the minority views can be heard. Uh, but at some point in time, Um, voters stopped choosing the politicians. The politicians started choosing the voters by drawing lines and redistricting. And the Supreme Court had a ruling which largely reflected back on Donald Trump, who was like, oh, yeah, we can do this. And the Supreme Court said, nope, you can't redraw those lines. Now, I'm simplifying this for the show purposes here today. Um, But Chief uh, Justice John Roberts wrote, We hold only that state courts may not transgress the ordinary bounds of judicial review such that they arrogate to themselves the power vested in state legislatures to regulate federal elections, which was uh, basically a clear warning shot fired over to the judiciaries not to get carried away in what they believe they're supposed to do. They're trying to rein in the state courts and what they were working on with all of this. Uh, so this is, I think, a, a step in the right direction to have good representation. Um, there are people that are upset. They're like, oh, the Democrats are going to gain in certain states. So what? If it's a fair election, isn't that what Republicans were just saying? They want fair elections. If it's being seen that this is unconstitutional, then we should do everything that we, uh, we should be consistent. We should do everything we can to make sure we have a constitutionally sound election. And that goes for Democrats and Republicans, right? It goes on to, you know, let's have a fair and balanced system in place to argue our side that is consistent and not just convenient. All right. And then, so that was the student loans. Um, and we covered gerrymandering. See, there's so much that the Supreme Court's working on right now. I'm getting carried away. All right. So the newspapers, especially like the Associated Press, um, I like to identify where I see biased language. The opening sentence of the Associated Press, their coverage of this is, in a defeat for gay rights, 
the Supreme Court's conservative majority ruled on Friday that a Christian graphic artist who wants to design wedding websites can refuse to work with same-sex couples. All right. I've often, there was the, the birthday cake thing or whatever it was, wedding cake years ago. I'm not sure if you remember that court case when that went through. But I've often been consistent in saying that if you own a business, you have the right to conduct your business however you see fit. That means that you don't believe in doing uh, homosexual wedding cakes. If, that, if that's what you believe, then don't do them. The market has the right to say to people, this person doesn't believe in gay people. This person doesn't believe in gay marriage. And that market can correct and cost that person their business in the sense of if enough people are offended by that, then eventually you're not going to have a job. Whose cakes are you going to make? And so I believe in the free market parts of economics and all of this. Now, the justices, Sotomayor has said that, you know, this is the first time ever that a protected class of people have been discriminated by um, and the Supreme Court's not going to protect them. I, I, no, that's not true. You still have all of your rights in this country. You still have plenty of other places that you can go. Um, you know, if somebody all of a sudden says, I don't believe in heterosexuals, I know I'm being outrageous here. And I walk in with my wife, well, we're not baking a cake for you. We only do gay stuff here. Only gay cupcakes. Okay. That's your right. I have the right not to shop there. You lose my business. And so the court ruled six to three on this one where there was a web case. And so the, uh, Designer Lori Smith can refuse to design websites for same-sex weddings. Now, this was despite a Colorado law that barred discrimination based on your sexual orientation, race, gender, and or characteristics. And they said that this was not based on the sexual orientation, race, gender, or other characteristics. That this was based on Lori Smith's religious beliefs, which was covered by the First Amendment. And so the businesses are engaged in free speech, such as, hey, I have the right and expression to do what I want to do and how I want to speak about this. And uh, if it's causing me to be contrary to my beliefs, then I do not have to print on said cake. I do not have to put together said website because it would compromise my views. Now, this is interesting because you probably remember during COVID, there were a lot of people that went for religious exemptions for vaccines and they were denied their religious uh, exemptions. But now it looks like that the Supreme Court is ruling that they're going to favor in the future in support of religion and your beliefs. Wow, what a concept, the separation of church and state and saying that, yep, we can respect that as a First Amendment. This is a First Amendment win. Now, that's not me saying that you're a good person if you don't want to be around or have a cake made or even eat a cake with somebody who's gay, a lesbian, or bisexual. I'm not condoning this person with their decision whatsoever, but I'm telling you they have a right to their decision. Uh, I don't see this as discrimination as long as it is consistent with their beliefs. And how would the church... Uh, separation church state, how would you prove that otherwise? So again, uh, this is a court case where I could see it going either way, but 
I think they got it right. I think they got it right. And I think that this is a, a, an opportunity once again for the people, we the people of the United States to look at it and say, all right, well, we also have the right to leave reviews on Yelp. We have the right to uh, give our displeasure versus people refusing to work with the LGBTQ community. Okay, you have the right to do that. That's free market economics, and I support that. Brings me to the final uh, shocking (laughs) ruling about affirmative action. Now, I talked about this a little bit on Friday with Chris Michaels as well, and I said the big winner in affirmative action was Asian people. And I said, I'm going to get canceled for saying that. Uh, But I, I meant what I was saying because I know that this is a large um, conversation, a larger conversation that needs to happen because of the way these court cases went down. And so while I was saying it ton in cheek, I was being serious about it as well. When we talk about affirmative action, I think that there is a divide in this country uh, based upon age. There's an ageism to affirmative action. I think that uh, when you get to a younger generation, we've made great strides in trying to reshape the world into a world of diversity and acceptance. That wasn't the case with my grandparents, right? We had racial lines of neighborhoods. We did not have a melting bowl or mixing pot like we have now in 2023. And as I said on the show on Friday, that does not excuse or try the state that we still don't have racism that is alive and well in this country because we do. We absolutely do. And I'm not going to make any qualms about that. But I've often thought in the modern part of society now, when I listen to people who are working in corporate America be told that they cannot hire a white person, that it must be a female of color. And their boss says, yeah, when you hire, I need two females of color, preferably if we can get somebody who's black and somebody who's Spanish. Yes, those are the conversations that are going on in corporate America all across this country, and it's not in hidden language. It's always been under the guise of affirmative action. But what if a white person was the best person for the job? Or what if an Asian person was the best person for getting into a college, but they couldn't because they had enough of the quota at that point in time at the colleges? Well, the Supreme Court in a huge case that's going to have gigantic ramifications for affirmative action. It's going to really change corporate America as well. Even though this is about colleges, this is going to eventually challenge the corporate side as well. Um, The idea behind affirmative action was to become more of a perfect union at the time because of the deep-seated racism and the unfair uh, possibilities. But now that we've course-corrected to the point where uh, that doesn't seem to be the case in corporate America when we see, and that does not seem to be the case when we look at the data and statistics of Harvard University and the way that it became discriminatory. These were discriminatory practices at the college level, and that's what the Supreme Court ruled. When Joe Biden responds back with, it's not a normal court, it's the same as uh, Donald Trump, stating we didn't have a fair election. It's taking a knife and stabbing our Constitution directly in its front in an attempt to kill it. And I think that it's wrong, 
and the left should call out their own, just that the right should call out their own when we have these type of conversations. I think that's very fair. But uh, why did Asians win? Well, Politico, after I made this comment, Politico actually released a story on Friday after my taping, because uh, I've taped Thursday night for Friday's show, that said that, you know, Asians were very much uh, uh, dealing with the ruling in a complicated manner. First, they had trepidation that their community would be increased uh, to harassment and increased violence uh, as scapegoats for the fall of affirmative action. And others would be celebrating it because they blamed affirmative action policies as the reason why they weren't admitted to elite universities. So that is the reason why I was trying to make this case as winner of the week, the Asian individuals trying to go off to college. Um, but it's a, a great little article on Politico. You should check it out. Um, it, it's really, there's this really false dichotomy that Asian people don't experience the same poverty that everybody else does. They don't experience the same type of discrimination. And the truth of the matter is they do. They absolutely do. And they're in poverty and they have all the same problems that we have in other minority groups with being accepted and being able to uh, be affirmed in their life unironically trying to use that word there. Um, so affirmative action in college admissions has fallen. According to the courts, we now have uh, the liberal justices that are attacking the conservative justices in their dissent. Um, people are going, well, what does this mean? Well, one person uh, you heard us talk about, Erica, she made a comment that basically said that, well, you needed affirmative action if you were black or else you couldn't do things in your life, which I think is a horrible trash take. And she got taken through the ringer about it. She eventually said these were a bunch of ultra MAGA people that were taking her through the ringer until all of a sudden it was non ultra MAGA. So she released a statement apologizing, saying, well, this is what I meant but the damage was too far done because when you look at some of these liberals like Joe Biden, or you look at Erica and her comment, the fact of the matter is they really do feel this way. They feel this way. And there is racism that they, they might say that they're doing everything that they're supposed to be doing, but there is racism behind what they're saying. They believe that you are not capable as a person of color to succeed in life that all of a sudden, if you're a person of color, you must have been in poverty. You must have not have had two parents at home. There is a very real Democrat belief of uh, this twisted world of which brown and black people grow up in. And it's disgusting that people fall for the lies of what they're saying. And I'm not saying that Republicans have it all together either. But I would say that most Republicans likely believe in the potential of all human beings and all human life in a much better way than Democrats pander and believe in that. Certainly, we still have some very racist areas of our country, and that needs to be dealt with as well. But that is what the Supreme Court has ruled. What will they do next? That will be the big question. And will Joe Biden respond in kind by trying to pack the courts? Will this be something that starts coming up in conversation moving forward as we get to this next election? I'm really going to be tuned into it. Tomorrow is the 4th of July. I'm going to do a show that's a little bit different than what I normally do for the 4th. Uh, so if you'd like to tune in, 
feel free. It will be kind of a little special episode for the 4th of July. And uh, I will be, while that's going on, likely lighting some fireworks and watching them in the sky and having some good burgers and hot dogs with my family. And I hope that you all can do the same and celebrate the freedom and the independence of our country that have our First Amendment, to have our Second Amendment, the Third Amendment, all of our amendments in order to try to create a more perfect union. And yes, even have the Supreme Court help us discern what is constitutional, what's not constitutional. And hopefully we believe in that document enough that we believe in them even when we may disagree. That's all I have for you today, everybody. I appreciate you listening. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at Real Greg Bolden, TikTok Greg Emboldened, or on my website, AmericaEmboldened.com. You can reach me on all of those and you will hear directly from me. Not a social media manager. I'll respond personally to you. Hope that you all have a great fourth. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh-huh.